I'm Allie Freeman from Grand Avenue Baptist Church in Fort Smith, Arkansas, and I'm a proud member of Ministry to Parents. Welcome to the Ministry to Parents podcast. Here's your hosts, Elizabeth and Jeremy Lee. It's time for episode five, and welcome to the Ministry to Parents podcast, the podcast where church leaders can build, guess what? A ministry to parents. Welcome, everybody. I'm Jeremy Lee. <laughs> and I'm Elizabeth Lee. Thank you guys so much for joining in with us today. We are starting a new topic, and it's a fabulous topic when you talk about building a ministry to parents because the topic is communication. You got to communicate. It's yes. so important. You can't mess this part up. So we want to help you today. Well, I think about it. <laughs> I can mess it up pretty good. <laughs> I'm saying you don't want to. <laughs> I've done go. this. You just don't want to. I have messed up in so many areas when it comes to communication with parents. Uh, I can remember a time when I was young, uh, our first church ever. I wasn't much older than the teenagers I was the youth minister for. Mm. And uh, we were going on our first trip. And uh, I didn't know that I was I was supposed to talk to parents. I wasn't. I didn't have any concept uh, or clue to do that. Didn't know how to, and I didn't even do it. So what I did was, <laughs> I wanted to take them uh, three hours away to an ice skating rink at a mall. Okay. And so I rented my van. I wasn't even old enough to drive the van. I had to recruit Nuh-uh. an adult to drive uh-uh. the van for me. <laughs> so, but uh, so what I did was I skipped the parent communication piece, and I just sent parent permission ho- forms home with the kids. The pastor had told me you got to get parents permission. So what I did was I sent forms and said, Hey kids, get your parents to sign it, bring it back and let's go have a blast. Handling all the details, right? Yeah. Everybody went, did it, came. We loaded up on the day of the event came, we loaded up on the van. We went and had a blast on the ice skating rink, enjoyed it. I was thinking on the way home, I was like, you know what? I really, this youth ministry thing is not that hard. I'm going to own this. Nailed it. Nailed it. (laughs) All up until I show up to the parking lot and there's blue lights flashing in the parking lot. And I'm like, oh, no, did somebody break into the church? What happened? You know, and I'm I'm, I'm all. And then all of a sudden I get out of the van and a police officer says, Mr. Lee. And I went. How does he know my name? Right. What is what going did I on? Do? Right now, you're going through all your college stories. <laughs> I immediately started thinking, how did he know? How did he know? Oh, oh it was a nightmare. Uh, and to, to make a, a long story longer, what happened was one of the kids took home the form. A parent said, no, you can't go. And that particular oh. teenager decided that she was not going to be denied. So she forged her parent's signature and snuck out of her bedroom uh-uh. window that morning, uh-uh. walked to the church and handed me the parent permission form. Uh-uh. And since I had no conversation or communication with parents, I thought it was all good. And I, and I took their daughter out. It was out of state, too. We, no, we crossed uh, the state line. <laughs> out of the state to an ice skating rink and... In essence, was a oh, kind criminal. of accused of kidnapping criminal. on my first event ever. Criminal, because C- criminal. Now, now let's let's roll it back just a little bit. Oh, hit the I, uh, I apologize profusely. Thank goodness the parents were uh, empathetic to me and very angry at their daughter. Oh, and, that's uh, nice. Uh, yes, it, but it was a huge mistake. And and all joking aside, that could have changed the course of my life. Absolutely. Uh, it changed the course of that kid's life. 
and uh, and the churches and the churches. <laughs> and let's just stop thinking about how miserable right? that, it was a funny little story until now, all of a sudden, the I'm what like, ifs. Oh. we start going down the what if trail. And so, uh, so oh. this is the point of when we talk about building a parent ministry plan and we talk about uh, part of that plan needs to be a communication plan. Yes. There has to be an ongoing conversation with parents. The problem is conversation takes two parts. One part, uh, speaking and listening and the other party speaking and listening and sometimes that gets caught up yes and I think that for the ministry leader you can only control what you can control and you can't control that what the other party's doing so you can't control the parents and how they receive it or if they're listening that's not within your control but what is within your control is what you can do and communication to a relationship is like oxygen to life. I mean, without it, you die. It mm. dies. And so in order for you to build relationship, which it takes two, yes, to do relationship, but you can only control what you can control. So do what is within your power to communicate the best way you can. And that's why this is such an important topic today. We have Michelle Craddock, one of our writers. She's written a blog post all about communication to parents because this is what she does all day. Like mm-hmm. she's one of those few blessed people who her full-time job in the world of youth and children's ministry at her mm-hmm. church is all she does is minister to parents. Mm-hmm. So she has been a really cool person for us to get to know. And she's bringing a lot of great encouragement because that's all she does all day is build this communication with parents. So she's got some ideas. Yes, she has a great relationship with them. And I just enjoy her as a person. Like Mm -hmm. She's a really cool chick. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, it's just fun as I've gotten to know her through this uh, collaboration effort. Uh, I've just enjoyed getting to know her as a person. She's a really unique girl. And uh, she, we've asked her for our M2P members to design a communication template for the month of September. It'll be in the toolbox under Build a Parent Ministry Plan. And this communication template helps for those of you out there who struggle learning how to or knowing how to communicate, what to communicate. We created uh, with Michelle, actually. Michelle created, created it and then our team designed it. It helps you uh, really just nail down the details on what you need to communicate, when and how. Yeah, this is the tool that I always wanted in ministry because, you know, you look at your to-do list and it says promote event or, uh, you know, send out email to parents or send out Mm -hmm. announcement. And and you immediately start thinking, okay, well, what am I supposed to say? And I remember I used to have a journalism class. I would would go through what I learned in journalism Mm -hmm. class. Mm -hmm. What, where, when, who, why. They teach you how to, Mm -hmm. that's how you. The five W's. But I was was like, that's how I would do it. But I I wished I had a checklist and I never made it for myself. So we have made it for you. And this this is a tool that you can use if you're a member. Go grab it in the ministry toolbox. Uh, You fill it out when you make the announcement. And once it's filled out, you don't forget anything. Mm -hmm. Because one of the things that happens is, we do all this, we make all this effort to communicate, and then we forget something. We forget the time or, the or the date or where it is, what they need to do or, or how much it for. is. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then we have to go recommunicate it all over again because somebody sends us email and asks the question, we realize we screwed it up. This keeps us from doing that. So yes. this communication template is going to be a good tool, but it's also something once you fill it out, you can pass it on to a volunteer or or somebody who's working with you and and uh, help and it could be a tool to help delegate communication as well. Yes, you can involve your team. Um, another thing that I really like that we're doing this month around this topic is the 
podcast and the uh, blog post, the way we're structuring it today, you know, we're inviting Michelle to talk about communication with parents, but the next three podcasts following this, the subject's going to be about how to communicate with leadership, uh, how to communicate with volunteers, and how to communicate with students. And I really love that it's uh, the topic of communication, but from four different angles. It's going to be a great month, mm-hmm. and we have a lot of great stuff for you. We haven't even started talking about uh, the new stuff that's in our MTP store and things like that. We're about to, You're about to hear about that in the next commercial, our, one of our new products. Uh, in fact, let's go ahead and do that. Let's run to the break. You'll hear about our new parent seminar product called Heart and Soul. Whether you're a member or not, you can grab that in the store. Uh, so you can hear about that. And after the break, we'll be back with Michelle Crack. Have you ever tried to book a speaker to come to your church for a parent seminar? By the time you pay their speaking fee, plane ticket, gas mileage, hotel room, and their meals, it can get pretty pricey. That's why we're excited to offer you our parent seminar in a box called Heart and Soul Parenting. Jeremy Lee leads parents through the process of connecting to their kid's heart through relationship and guiding their souls through spiritual leadership. The best part is that you get all the teaching videos, teaching slide deck, promotional graphics, small group discussion questions, seminar planning guide, and a parent listening guide, all for a fraction of the price that it costs to book a live speaker. And it's all done for you. All you have to do is promote the event and press play. Check out the Heart and Soul Parenting Seminar Kit in the Ministry to Parents online store by going to ministrytoparents.com and clicking the shop button at the top. Welcome back to segment two of the Ministry to Parents podcast. We would like to introduce Michelle Craddock. She is out of San Antonio, Texas with Oak Hill Church, and we asked her to talk a little bit about her thoughts on communication with parents. It's almost like, you know, if you think that you've communicated enough, do it all one more time. (laughs) Um, And, you know, that and I mean, as often as you can, because, you know, there's um, one of the assumptions that we can make as leaders and and churches is that we don't want to bog down there inbox or we don't want to just sell stuff on social media or um, we don't want to just send them an, another text message or hand them another flyer, but it's, it's serving them by giving them more reminders. As she was sharing that piece, I thought to myself, I remember feeling that feeling when you think, man, I have to be bothering these parents. I continue to communicate because when you're on the side of the ministry leader, you're on the side of this event or you're on the side of launching these groups, you're constantly sending out reminds and sending out emails and sending out texts and you think, and am I doing too much? You mm-hmm. know, am I bothering these parents? I know they're busy. I know they're running around taking kids everywhere and, and being the Uber driver. Am I, am I bothering them too much? And I, I loved her perspective on that. Yeah, I like to think of a communication hub, like if you've got a wheel in front of you, there's the hub of the wheel and then the spokes go out off to the sides. In my mind, I think the message I'm trying to communicate is that hub. And the spokes are kind of the channels in which I communicate, whether that be Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, email, bulletin announcement, put it on the screens in the church. There's all these channels we have. Uh, So one of the things I had to learn early was, and this was just me, I don't have any scientific data behind it, but I was like, I need to say it 
six to seven times before a parent hears it once. And that stinks <laughs> to be truthfully as a church leader. That's like, why should I have to put that much effort mm-hmm. into getting my message out through these channels six to seven times before they'll hear it. But I mean, hmm. it, it's hard, but it's, it's necessary. It's That's real life. And I love, so I love it. You're basically saying that that feeling that I feel or when you think you're doing it too much, that's a necessary place to be because you're having to figure out all the different ways to communicate it. It's mm. yeah. a good word picture. It's a really good word picture. And it, it, uh, I know this. It feels like you're annoying them, but when you sit on the other side, because now that we've sat on both sides, because oh, as true. as a young minister, I was like, why do I have to do all this? They should just be listening. It's like, I mean, it's their kids. They should know what's going on. And now we're on the other side with the coaches and the teachers and the right. uh, the trainers and the all the things and multiple sports, multiple activities, uh, all all the stuff. And man, it and then our stuff with work and all mm-hmm. the different things we keep up with. Mm-hmm. The amount of messages we're processing in our brain every day. It's just hard to keep up. So it's kind of like, uh, it's kind of like Beat Saber, the game that I play with. The vir- <laughs> you're talking about virtual reality. <laughs> yes, uh, you know Beat Saber, where um, it's when I play a game that I play with our 12 year old, and it's constantly sending blocks to you, and you have these lightsabers, and you have to hit them. And at some point, you think when all these messages are coming, it's like I get overwhelmed. But you know, at some point, one of those messages from one of those coaches is going to make it through yeah. in the flurry of text and emails. And at some point, I'm going to go, Oh yeah, what did that? What did that coach say? What time are you supposed to be there tomorrow? Oh, I got to go check out my 10 unread text messages and go see which where I got to find what time to drop you off and what time to pick you up. <laughs> I love that analogy because if you know this game she's talking about, it's you're virtually holding two laser swords like uh-huh. lightsabers and they bring blocks at you and it's like fruit ninja. You have to slice yes, them as they come. Exactly. Well, on beginner level, they're coming real slow and you're kind of confident. You're thinking it's I'm all like, that. Yeah, I'm, I'm great at this game. And then our son <laughs> throws up expert level and and I, I want to use that analogy real quick because mm-hmm. I think when um, when we haven't been parents yet, no shame on that's one of our mantras. We don't shame you if you're a church leader and you don't have kids. I think it's amazing that you're working with kids when you don't have them. You have a special, it's unique incredible viewpoint. Calling. To, yes, it's awesome. Incredible calling. So, and we did it. <laughs> we were all over that, weren't we? We well, were like, do it. not shame our members who do not have kids. <laughs> That's right, because it's not about <laughs> I have to go through this to know how to do it. Because we, well, we were married seven years before we had kids, and we worked with teenagers for seven years. Yes, and it was really great because we actually had a lot more time to give. And you know what? We had a lot to offer those parents because we had a viewpoint that they didn't currently have. Right. We were with their kids and heard things from their kids that they weren't hearing. Yeah, and it was so a good we. Time. But back to my analogy. Yes, when we're in this, when we're in that stage of our ministry, and that's where you are. You might be thinking uh, incorrectly that parents are on the beginner level with their the messages that are coming at them really slow, and nice. you're like, "Well, why didn't they get my message? I mean, I threw it, I, I'm throwing softballs them at them. I've made it real easy for them to hear it." But I, this is a loving truth from the other side of it. Now that I've lived on both sides, mm-hmm. it's expert level, baby. That's I mean, right. It's like pick your kid up at three forty-five, turn in this form, check. I need you to watch this outfit. And, and man, we got to just be okay with it. The Beat Saber is such a good word picture because it truly is like what you've said. I mean, we have, we're in it as parents. 
were inundated with text messages. And I think that what's interesting is Michelle Craddock also talked about that in her interview. How, How do we deal with that is we remember that families are getting all kinds of information, whether it's from school or from extracurricular activities, um, they're going to miss stuff. They don't think about church 24-7 like we do. Um, they're thinking about their kids, and they're thinking about the, the school and their extracurricular activities. And yes, they're thinking about maybe the camp that they're supposed to sign up for. Um, but there's so much information that comes their way that when they come to me and say, I didn't get that email, or you know, you, you didn't, you didn't remind me again. I needed another reminder. I have to say, you just need to sit and listen to the, to the families and listen to everything that they're dealing with so that then you can, as a leader, you can empathize with them instead of just jumping straight to, well, you're not reading your emails enough, or, um, you, you're not paying attention to the flyers that I'm handing out. Um, it's, it's better to just go ahead and figure out a way to empathize with, with families Instead of jumping to, well, you're not, you're just not reading the information I'm giving you. Um, I think that's that's really the best way to deal with it because uh, we can we can send out a ton of information and we can um, be really really good at that. And I think so I think for the most part we are really good at it. But in order to deal with the families that come to us with the struggles of you know I'm not getting your information the best thing to do is just sit and listen so that we can empathize with them and that ministers to them as well. So if you're digging for gold in this podcast, you just struck some because she said, especially two things that I want to kind of carve out for us. One nugget that we want to hold on to is parents aren't thinking about church and church activities 24 seven. Like we are boom, mm-hmm. boom, mm-hmm. boom. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's write, let's just all write that down because it's true. We're, we're awake. We're thinking about our activities constantly. Right. Why, why aren't people thinking about it like us? What great perspective. We're just a small, small slice in the schedule mm-hmm. of the families we're serving. That doesn't mean we're not significant and what we're doing is not significant. And I understand there's a lot of people who want to, uh, that a lot of church leaders that are frustrated that sometimes other activities seem more significant than church. Mm-hmm. And I get that whole thing. But my thing is, when we're talking about communication, we got to realize they're not thinking about us 24-7. So that's why they're not hearing. And we could either, and this is what I love about what Michelle said, second nugget, we either get angry about it or we choose empathy. Mm-hmm. Even if we're not in that situation, we don't understand why they're not paying attention to our communication. We got to find some way to get some empathy. And you go, you know what? Man, it must be hard to get all these messages thrown at you all day. And I think in order to wear empathy in that moment, we have to own the fact that it's not personal. It is not a personal rejection if they are not reading our flyers. It's not a personal rejection if they're not opening the email. It's not personal. It's way more about their lives, their schedules, what they're handling. And we will never know what truly is going on in their home, the things they're having to manage and cover and care for. So when we say, well, hey, I sent this out two weeks ago. Well, I didn't get it. Rather than sit there and go, well, I sent it. I can show you I sent it. You know, that's going to get us nowhere in relationship. And that's ultimately the end goal. Is this about being right or is this about building relationship? And I think we have to ask ourselves that question in that moment in particular. And that's how we choose empathy. And if you want to break through this, if your desire is to break through to them, one of the things I've seen that works 
as well as anything is uh, balancing the types of uh, communication. Because uh, what we want to do get, to get things done on our list, we want to give them the information they need. But uh, I have found that what connects to parents and what gets them to listen is when we offer inspiration as well in balance. So help explain that to me a little bit, clarify a little bit more. So when you say inspiration, uh, expand on that like a practical example they could yeah. do in church. So uh, pain points is really what I'm talking about because, you know, and think about it in a, in a crazy family schedule when you're trying to raise not just teenagers because they probably have mm-hmm. siblings, so they're, you're mm-hmm. raising children and teenagers all at the same time, different levels. You're multitasking in a whole new way. Truth. And uh, so in that craziness... Uh, the we want uh, there are a lot of things that are broken. There are a lot of things that are not going right, and there's a lot of pain points for parents that they're trying to deal with. So, if we touch something uh, through, uh, if we say, "Hey, here's how to help um, a teenager who's dealing with social media issues. Here's how to help with cyberbullying. Here's how to help your teenager when they can't turn in their homework. Here's some thoughts on this or that." Whether you partner with an outside source or not. Giving that kind of help around pain points, if you touch the one that the parents are dealing with, they're going to open it up. And once they open it up, they'll begin to trust that you have something to say, and they might be more willing to open up the next message and the next one. So to take that, that's really good. What that tells me is because sometimes ministry leaders, the only thing they're communicating is an event. That means there needs to be a meaning behind the event. It can't just be, hey, let's get together and have pizza. It needs to be, hey, let's get together. We're going to have pizza, but here's what we're going to cover. Because in order for you to do what you suggested, which is genius, it's a really great idea. You're hitting pain points. You're hitting inspiration. You're encouraging. But that means you have to have uh, depth behind what you're doing so that you can tell the parents what you're offering. Yeah, and it's also a mixture. I mean, you know, we we both have done this in real life. You got to send out the link that says turn in the form and sure, and all that stuff. Sure. So it's it's a balance of information and inspiration. So, you know, you can think in terms of a ratio and you can choose what ratio works for your setting, you know, maybe I'm going to send one inspirational or pain point type message for every three to four information, or I'm going to send one for every time I do five or six. Mm -hmm. The one thing, though, that some of us might be caught in is we're sending zero inspirational or pain point based messages, and it's all information. And then we're wondering why they're tuning us out. Well, that would be why. So maybe try something different and add some more of those other types. And you can even add that for the members, M2P members on your communication template. You could just write out to the side if this is an inspiration piece or an information piece. That's good. And that'll really give you the big picture of what you're communicating with all your events going on. Yeah. So the the next question in this conversation though is what's working? Because we, I, talk, I talked about the wheel and the mm-hmm. message is the hub mm-hmm. and these spokes are the different channels. Mm-hmm. What we hear all the time is, which one of those channels is the one that I, that's the best? Mm-hmm. Which one works? Which one works? And Michelle talks a little bit about that. We started realizing that we could use text messaging. Our church has this text message system and however it works, I don't know. But, but we were like, okay, we're sending emails, we're posting on social media, we we're sending reminder emails. We're handing out flyers. It's in the bulletin. There's a verbal announcement in the main service. All these ways. But once we started implementing the like 
day before or week before or like registration in tonight text message, mm-hmm. parents were like, oh my gosh, thank you for sending me that text message. They, that's, that was really the only thanks mm-hmm. <laughs> that we got as far as communication. And, but we could send the short text message of, hey, register for whatever, registration in tonight, don't forget. Because we had already sent them all that other stuff. So they knew exactly what we were talking about. They knew exactly where to go. Um, and, and it, but that, that last little push um, of a text message was like, thank you so much. So it's, it's really a combination of every single way that you can get in front of parents um, uh, really serves them well. I love what she had to say, and it lines up with what we were talking about earlier is as parents, it's like the Beat Saber game where we have those blocks flying at us, and it is so nice when a ministry leader texts and says, hey, deadline tomorrow, mm-hmm. and I love that she threw that out there, that, that was the, that's the one that works for them because they gave, I loved her words, one more push. And it was just that, hey, that one more reminder. But I love that she said they set it up so that when they texted that one last push, parents knew what they were talking about. So they fed information. So it allowed these busy parents to understand what was going on. And then that one last push was like, oh, yeah, I got to get that done. Yeah, it's understanding urgency um, in our communication. Um, first of all, I want to point out, she, she mentions for them texting is the right. key. And I think for a lot of people, that's a huge one. So that might be a nugget for somebody listening to say, Hey, we haven't tried texting yet. Well, evidently it's working a lot for a lot of people. Mm-hmm, so just mm-hmm. might try that. Um, but in addition to that, she, she has learned, she has seen a pattern that the closer you get to something, the more parents pay attention. And that's that ultimate mm-hmm. urgency so creating those deadlines and sticking to those deadlines gets the attention of parents. So here's something when it comes to, this is just a little tip. A Jeremy tip? <laughs> just a little tip. <laughs> little Jeremy tip. Uh, one of the best things you can do for communication is to stick to your deadlines with love and, and in every way possible. But so if you say form must be in by this point and you and you do a great job communicating that urgency and then on the n- next day they call in after the deadline and they say can we do it if you say yes there is no more urgency that's right because words going to start to get around that the deadlines don't matter now I'm also not licensing you to <laughs> to to follow this tip and and be a jerk <laughs> and when they when they call and be like well you should have listened to my communication but to lovingly say, hey, you know what? We communicated this one. And you might even say, we'll do it this time, but we're not going to do it again. Either way, however you need to do it. I'm just telling you, urgency and deadlines, like Michelle just said, is incredibly important. And I think it's an overall principle. It's a boundary issue. Yes. It's a, my word is my word, and I got to say it. Like you said, there's room for grace there, obviously. But it's it's no different than dealing with parents is like dealing with children. <laughs> and <laughs> it you can gotta, be. It can be. And so it's like you got to stick to your boundaries, right? And so, um, and you begin to establish a reputation or because it's a predictable pattern. Well, they don't really mean if they say they're getting out at six, but we know that they really get out at six fifteen. Well, parents are smart. They figure out, Oh, well I'm not showing up at six. I'll show up at six fifteen because I've got 15 more minutes to squeeze in three more errands. Make no mistakes. Parents will talk about your patterns. 
if you're a leader, <laughs> that's right. Parents are going to figure out, and they're talking, and we just need to embrace this. They're talking about us. It's a leadership thing. We talk about our kids' coaches with other parents. Mm-hmm. We talk about our kids' teachers with other parents. We all share notes. And we learn their patterns, and in a so, healthy way. We don't talk about them in a negative way. We're not. Those you're afraid parents. they're going to listen to the podcast? <laughs> no, they would never. But I'm saying we don't. We're we don't bash our kids' teachers or coaches. That's not who we are. Absolutely not. Yeah, but, yeah. I'm but just clarifying. <laughs> whenever we talk about communication, a lot of times we talk about our kids' football coach. Yes, he's amazing at communication. Absolutely, he is like the gold star example, five star. He has uh, a pattern and mm-hmm. a schedule that all parents know, and there's a certain type of parent who says. Oh my goodness, that's too much. It's extra. But then there's parents like us who are like he'll he'll on a Sunday evening. We know mm-hmm. his pattern. Yes, on a Sunday does. evening, yes, he's got his pattern. He sends out his remind text for the week. Yep. And it's like ding 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 ding. There's 27 texts, and we laugh about it, but we, but love, we love we it. read every word. And we've come to rely that we know on when our younger son will say, "Hey, what do I have next week for football?" We'll say, "Well, your coach texts us on Sunday nights. We'll let you know." And when we go, he gives the football schedule in January for the fall. And we love that because we're at the practice because we can set our fall break trips. He actually serves us as parents by communicating and being organized. And he doesn't just talk about uh, when to be there. He talks about his passion for their safety. He talks about philosophy. Mm-hmm. And that's that's what I'm trying to talk about. He mixes the types of communication. He's organized. He, guess what? Guess what that has resulted in? You and I trust this guy mm-hmm. with our kid. Which we should. We, it's football. So, we we yeah. genuinely trust him. Yeah. And that's the that's what all of us who are leading other people's kids, we can build this kind of trust mm-hmm. through communication. That's why this topic is so crucial. Thanks to Michelle Craddock for helping us go do this and have this mm-hmm. conversation. Love having you, Michelle. And thank you for writing the incredible blog. This is not the end of the conversation. If you want to hear the rest of the story, head over to ministrytoparents.com forward slash blog and look at Michelle's blog written on this topic. Great, great stuff. Thank you, Michelle. And when we return, we're going to get to have a really fun time with Amy Diller, who is on our game show. And we're going to have a little bit of fun with Adam Unley and Jeremy. See you after the break. Did you know that Ministry to Parents offers a whole line of discipleship resources that help you teach students and include their parents in the process? Our latest releases are Who Am I?, which is a four-week teaching series on identity written for teenagers, and Eden, which is a resource designed for mothers and daughters to share together. You don't have to be a member to grab these resources. Just head over to ministrytoparents.com and hit the shop button at the top. And we're back with the fan favorite. One of the most popular, I'm going to just assume it's going to be one of the most popular segments well, of the M2P podcast. The fun time with Adam Nunley from Dadliness. That's right. Hey, thanks, Adam. Thanks for having me, as always. Glad to be here. We have anointed you, crowned you as the M2P fun guy. I Nobody wear, else gets to have fun but you. I'm getting a tattoo on my back as we speak yes. uh, that says into fun into m2p fun guy and welcome your tattoo artist eduardo yes, hey. hey eduardo glad you're here hey <laughs> is that a, is that what eduardo sounds like eduardo that's the tattoo sound in the background <laughs> <laughs> 
Can you get the M2P logo on the other shoulder? Yeah. Well, I'll have that on my chest. This one's on my back, remember? <laughs> it was on my back. So, Okay. Let's, and <laughs> Let's we, move on. And we digress. So, yes, we do tattoos live on our podcast because yeah, that's how we roll. Sure. Yeah. Pictures coming out later to show you. We want to play a game today. And what's the name of our game? Calls. Yes, parent calls. And in this game. <laughs> that was good. I like that one. <laughs> parent calls. Racket, baby. We're going to have to bring that one back. In this game, what happens is Adam is going to take one of the resources from our ministry toolbox that we have available to members called Parent Personalities. It's a volunteer training thing where you teach volunteers about the different types of parents. He's going to pull one of these parent personalities out of the box, and he's going to call one of our M2P members as that personality. He's going to mess with them as much as he possibly can in a few minutes span, and he's going to say something very specific, but he can't say what it is, kind of That's like right. catchphrase. Mm-hmm. And so our contestant today that we have all the way from Michigan, one of our M2 members that we love so much Miss Amy Diller, children's minister from Colonial Woods Missionary Church. Hey, Amy, how are you doing? Hey, I'm doing great. Hey, Amy. Oh, my gosh. You guys just hit it out of the park every time with information for parents, for them, for their kids. It's practical and spiritual and relevant, and we love using it. Relevant, my favorite word. We shoot for that. Mm-hmm. Hey, uh, let's just cancel the game and talk more about why she loves MTV because it makes <laughs> me feel so good. It's probably good. It's good for Jeremy's ego. <laughs> but, but no, we'll play the game. We'll play the game. Okay. The we way, like games. That's right. The way parent calls works is here in a moment. You're going to hear the phone call, a little ringing, ringing of the phone. You're going to hear some music, and then you'll receive a call from? I am Helicopter Heath. Ooh, helicopter Heath. Have you ever had any helicopter parents, Amy? Oh, my heavens. I think that one of my own parents was a helicopter parent. <laughs> you were <laughs> raised by a helicopter parent. You understand this parent very well. Parent, I, I said. A, I said parent. Yeah. You understand this parent very well. Oh, is that that is actually going to be the accent. Oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, it's going to be. Shouldn't have done that because I need to hear this call in that accent. Hello, this is he. Almost definitely. Okay. And Amy, I can almost guarantee you halfway through the call, he's going to forget yeah, the accent. And just go back to <laughs> Tennessee Southern. <laughs> Hey, y'all. Well, if, he, if he forgets it, I might pick it up. <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs> That's the way we can do that. He's going to try to mess with you. You mess with him. That would be great. So uh, I'm kind of vulnerable. Don't take it easy. <laughs> okay. So, Amy, once you get the call, uh, Helicopter Heath is going to call you and uh, in a beautiful accent, mess with you as much as he possibly can, and you're going to show us your parent ministry skills, and you're not going to lose your cool, and you're going to stay with it. And then at one point, he's going to describe something very specific and random, but he's not going to say what it is, catchphrase Mm. style, and you're going to have to guess. Now, if you guess it early, please hang with us all the way through the call so we can hear as much as possible (laughs) from Helicopter Uh, Heath, Heath. Heath. gosh, keep wanting to say Henry. And uh, first name's helicopter, so just we'll go with H with H. Little H is about to. He's going to mess with you. Say something specific. Wait till the end, and then you can guess. And if you get it right, Amy, all the way to Michigan, we're going to send you a three-pound gummy bear. All right. Yes. 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 Oh my gosh. Oh yes. Christmas is coming early to you if you can get this right. And if you get it wrong, it's okay because what do they get if they get it wrong? They get the tasty treat called 
Unicorn meat. Yeah, you get a can of unicorn meat. We've got a whole case over here that nobody has won yet. So uh, you might get more than one. Can. Guess you can guess what's for dinner tonight at my house. We're unicorn meat. A magical meal for sure. Good for your. Oh, never mind. No, yeah. Thank you. See, this is why I love Fun Adam. He knows how to censor himself. Stop thank himself. you. Really appreciate. It. That's a good quality in a fun guy. Mm-hmm. You need to know when to I'm stop. I'm a good. I'm a good. <laughs> Got a good filter. There you go. Uh, and we've got a good editor. So either yes. way, so <laughs> we're win win. Win win. Kind go. of like the gummy bear unicorn meat scenario. Win exactly. win. Way to bring us back right there. I like Thank that. Thank you. you. Brought us back. To Thank the you. Game. I am a professional. All yes. right. So what we're gonna do is we're going to start. You'll hear the phone ring, and we'll get going. Oh, before I always forget this. I need you, you please to in uh, when I say go, lay your phone down for fifteen seconds so we can let the okay. audience in on what we're trying to get you to say. Okay? On okay. your mark, get set, go. All right. We are trying to get her to say pet turkey. It's her turkey has an Instagram account. Yep. All right. Perfect. Waiting for Amy to count to 15. Yes, we love Amy. She's a great member. We're waiting for her to come back. back. I just heard her. All right. I I love the song. Have you you ever (laughs) talked to a helicopter? You're about to in three, two, one. Hello, is this uh, Heather? I mean, I don't know Heather. Amy, my name is Heath. <laughs> Amy, is this Amy? <laughs> How rude. <laughs> Amy, I'm sorry. I was talking to my wife, Heather, and I got confused. Uh, my name's Heath, and uh, my son. Your wife's name is Elizabeth. Oh, sorry, Heath. I'm going to shut up now. Go ahead. Be quiet. No. She is Louise. Okay. My son, uh, Bartholomew, he's it's in your youth group. You remember Bartholomew? He's the best. Oh, yes. I can't, you, I can't miss him. Can't miss him because I'm usually sitting right next to him <laughs> taking care of him while you speak. <laughs> the other day, I wouldn't let him play that game you were playing with shaving cream because I was worried it was going to get on his new shoes. Mm-hmm. So I do yeah. not appreciate. Maybe next time you could uh, protect him and take care of, better care of my kid. If well, not, I will things. be there. I will be there. Don't do it. It's, who would be kidding? Uh, I'm, I'm there. <laughs> right? You know, he... Okay, so... So he has a something he, I'm going to ask for him because mm-hmm. why why waste his energy? He has plenty of video games to play. So <laughs> I I need to ask he wants to become a Instagram influencer. And okay. he knows how many people you have influence over. You you are awesome, Amy. You have so w- mucho influence on people. <laughs> <laughs> and and he wants to do it and he has it, it's for not for him though. I mean, he is a servant. He has this thing. Oh, it's a it's a pet, and that he wants you to uh, to to use your influence and help him become an influence and be known and go across mm. the world. Maybe uh, Beyonce can retweet him or <laughs> something. It would be amazing. And so he, the thing that he wants is it can't it it can fly, but it can't quite fly, and it's 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 big. Uh, this big thing, and it's a, it's this, it's this pet that he wants to become famous. That uh, it, it it does it lays eggs, and <laughs> does it? Uh, I'm uh, googling that. Hold on. It, I think it does. Uh, <laughs> and uh, it's it, it it but it has feathers, and it's pretty, uh, yet ugly at the same time. Uh, 
this yeah. thing that's that's a pet. Uh, not a, it's an unusual pet that it. Um, it lays as many as seventeen at a time. Seventeen ads at a time. Wow. It's, 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 wow. Uh, it's also is tasty. So what did this? All right. This is. Okay. I'll start talking in that very, accent. Very, good. That was very ho- good. Way to go. Hey, I'm giving this to you right away. To me? Yes, this is for you. Oh, thank you. Some encouragement. <laughs> I needed that. I felt like I switched. <laughs> I can't do. All right, yeah. Amy, if you get this wrong, this is what you're going to hear. It's the first time we've played that, so maybe yes. hopefully you don't get this I wrong. I had to get that sound I, I effect was, in. I, I was hard on, on her. I was hard. I think it, it, yeah, this is not easy. I feel like this no. is a, more of a challenge than the past, and I appreciate you leveling the mm. uh, leveling the difficulty, mm-hmm. leveling it up. All right, so Amy, yeah. here is your challenge. Um, you have an Instagram influencer, Bartholomew. Mm-hmm. His son, he really wants to become, and he has a pet something that he wants the account to be about. Mm-hmm. What, what is that is pet? It? Okay, so it can fly, but not really. Mm-hmm. It's big. It's big. It's the, kind of big. The part. The part that I'm a little confused about is it can lay up to 17 eggs. Yeah, and you can eat it as well. And I mean, I guess you can mo- eat most things, but this one in particular. And I'll help. I'll help yeah. the president saves one. Oh, geez. You just <laughs> give it away. I can't let her lose, man. You just give it away. <laughs> I was I worked so hard. You're like, Adam, don't make it easier. I actually, I wanted you to make it tougher, but now I don't like that it's tougher because oh. this is Amy. <laughs> Hey, we don't want her to not win. Well, and now though, I'm, I'm being a helicopter it, podcast host. I you're, you're, can't you just are. let it. And you know what? I so appreciate that <laughs> because I was kind of leaning toward possibly an ostrich, mm. but I know that they don't lay that many eggs. Yep. Mm. How do you know what what's happening out there in Michigan with you and ostriches? That's crazy. <laughs> I live on an ostrich farm. <laughs> exactly. I know she, she races them for a living. Side side hobby. Little known facts about Amy church. Diller. Yeah, the kids at church really love to come. <laughs> come visit. <laughs> Pet the danger the, the dangerous ostriches that will ostrich peck their eyes out. I like that. You know how. Helicopter Heath wouldn't like that. No, probably. he would not. He would he would be there with hand sanitizer and uh-huh. face shields for everyone. And it would be worse than the shaving cream on the shoes. Yep. So. Yep. Good one. Good one. <laughs> All right. Well, I am going to go with a turkey. <gasps> oh! Yes. We made you wait there for a second. Congratulations, Amy Diller from Michigan. You are the proud owner of a three-pound gummy bear coming straight to your church. Ready for workouts. Can you just see the church mailroom now? When, when oh this big God. box comes in and they're like, Amy, you got this package. What What is this? Oh, what I'm glad you asked. <laughs> I, can, I can barely pick it up. <laughs> it's three pounds. I can barely pick it up. I like it. Oh, my goodness. Hey, Amy, this has been fabulous. Thank you so <laughs> much Thank for you, spending Amy. some time with us, having a little bit of a fun. Now you can get back to your ministry day. Yes. Uh, Thanks so much for having me, guys. This was great. Thank you so much, Adam and Jeremy. As always, it's just super hilarious. (laughs) And thank you to Amy Diller, uh, one of our M2P members. Thank you so much for just playing along and having fun. It's just good to laugh at times like this. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Hashtag COVID. (laughs) M2P members, uh, this is a new month. Go to your ministry toolbox. Go to online parenting class. Check out all the new content. Let us know what you think about it. That'd be great. Uh, also, let us know what you think about the podcast, if you don't mind, if you've enjoyed it. 
please subscribe and uh, just know I, I I don't know about you, Elizabeth. I read the reviews all the time, <laughs> so I'm interested. I, don't. <laughs> I know you don't, but I so uh, make me smile if you want to and uh, leave a review. That would be awesome. Um, and we want to thank Allie for her shout out, and we want to thank Amy for playing for Michelle. And join us next week as we invite Jason Pyron into the conversation, covering the topic communicating with leadership. Yes. So good. So thank you for joining in to the M2P podcast. This is the podcast for church leaders that helps you build a ministry to parents. You've been listening to the M2P podcast. To download free parent resources, go to ministrytoparents.com.